Welcome to Monday through Friday, Cellular Agriculture for a Pandemic-Free Future. My name is George Ortega. This is episode number 31. We're recording it on Tuesday, August 18th, 2020 at 11.58 p.m. Eastern Time. All right, again, I'm going to try to, um, to present the information from an optimistic, positive perspective. Um, because I think some of you need to hear that kind of perspective to appreciate the message and to, to understand, to accept what we need to do. Um, but, um, you know, this, this is a work in progress as I, as I do these as I continue to, to scan through the news and, and not see much attention paid at all to, uh, to how, um, you know, how we're gonna be free of these pandemics. I mean, uh, it, it, it just, uh, and it's not just that, it's that um, sometimes I, I, I fear that, that just by, you know, Posing it as a positive perspective of oh, let's let's create this wonderful wonderful world, and I think sometimes when I pose it like that, you know, it's not really uh, doing justice to uh, to the current situation, to to the suffering of those animals, to to the way that our um, reality works. So. Uh, so let's let's go back to morality some more. Um, for that, of course, you know this pandemic is zoonotic, meaning that it comes from um, animals, either wild animals like bats and rats, who then infect domesticated animals like pigs and chickens, who then infect us, or it bypasses the wild wild animals. Uh, it's, you know, it's bred on, let's say, a factory farm and just like, for whatever reason, the uh, pigs will, will develop a swine flu or birds will develop an avian flu. And there's just this, um, this um, two-pointed contact. Um, you know, the moral part of this is, uh, and I'm addressing 80 or 90% of you, 90% of you, who believe in God or a higher power in the United States, you know, who believe um, presumably that, um, that there is justice, there, there, there's mercy, there's compassion. You know, the, the belief in God or a higher power is generally a belief in, um, in authority, a, a divine moral authority who, uh, in this case, created this reality, governs this reality, and judges, you know, us. Uh, yeah, I understand that some of it doesn't feel right or make sense. You know, if, if God is, is, for example, all powerful and all good, how could this be happening? Well, you know, um, the Bible really doesn't say God is all good. God, you know, God is quoted as saying that the world he created is good. You know, God does this and uh, he deems it good. But uh, in Isaiah, 
Isaiah 49, I believe, God says to Isaiah, I create good, I create evil. So, but, you know, from our experience, we don't have to go to the Bible to understand the morality of this. As a matter of fact, you know, the Bible really didn't tell us much about the immorality of slavery. You know, it condoned it and, or it didn't tell us much about the immorality of, of, um, of um, denying women various rights, like the right to an education, the right to, um, to an inheritance, to, to divorce in, in certain cases. Um, so this is something that, that we understand. Um, and so, all right, so this, this pandemic was caused by zoonosis, by you know, animal to human transmission of this contagious disease. That's how you know, pandemics, influenzas, coronaviruses, um, bacterial infections, that's how they, they're um, communicated. That's how they're, they're transmitted. And, um, and yeah, the, the premise, it, it seems extremely um, intuitive, you know, commonsensical, you know, from a religious perspective, a spiritual perspective, to, to have the conclusion that this is happening to us as a punishment for what we're doing. You know, we, 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 it's our quest for to, to, to pay less, you know, for what we buy. And in the, in the past, that's, that's led to sweatshops, that's led to a lot, of, um, a lot of terrible, terrible circumstances for many people in, in, in various situations related to many products, not just animal flesh, animal um, food products. But that's that's the foundation. We we you know. We we understand morality when it comes to, to animals. We we have here in the United States uh, laws against uh, abusing a dog or a cat. You know, probably horses. There, there there's actually laws protecting animals. There's there isn't a law protecting chickens. It's, it's you know, which is interesting. You know, I mean like. This is part of the, the evil we're facing, that basically we have an industry, a group of people who, um, who kind of like induce us to this immorality, who, um, who apparently have no qualms about creating these, these factory farms that, that routinely every day you know, abuse and, and torture over 70 billion land animals every year and and they uh they corrupt us um they tempt us but you know you can't blame them completely i mean we you know if we really cared so much about those animals we would pay the the, the three quarters more for the price of our chicken and beef you know having it be not just free range but cruelty free not just organic but again um not um, not subject to any kind of cruelty, and then you know you'd have to it, in um, in the United States. Ninety nine 
percent of, of, of the the farms, the animal farms here, are factory farms. You know, where where those kinds of, you know, being kind to animals is just not at all on on their um, on their agenda. It's not nothing they care about at all. Really, they're they're you know they're just they operate as a business, and their bottom line is profit. You know. And uh, so again, you know, we, I think for this episode, I want to try to just understand, you know, why those of us who aren't vegan, you know, about 98% of us in the United States can, can participate in, in this organized cruelty that's worse than the Holocaust, that's worse than slavery, much worse. And if you doubt that at all, just ask yourself, well, if you had a choice of spending a year as a slave or a year in a concentration camp or a year in one of these factory farms as one of those animals, what would you choose? And I'm, I'm relatively sure you, you choose either the Holocaust or the uh, slavery you know, notwithstanding how horrible those are, you know, this is not to say they're not, those aren't horrible also. But I think we have to acknowledge and admit that, that this factory farming is even more horrible than that. So how do we, how do we make sense of this? How do we make sense of this? People, you know, the same people who pay people to to abuse and torture chickens, to abuse and torture pigs and cows, will have dogs and cats as pets and birds, you know, and treat them well and love them. And, and these same people understand, you, you may be one of these people, you understand that, that these animals feel pain. You're not, you know, decades ago, you know, I mean, for God's sake, you know, like, Back back centuries ago, some some people were even making the absurd claim claim that that black people weren't even people. I mean, like you know, there's a lot of stupidity and a lot of um, just just lying to oneself and to others that, that goes into a lot of this institutional cruelty. So you know, decades ago, the the argument was, well, you know, they're different from us. They don't really feel that much pain, but but. Now we know so much better. There's, it's beyond a doubt. And you know what they do to them, like the, the, the chickens have their, as, as young chicks, they have their beaks cut off. You know, and those beaks are not like our nails. That, you know, the, those beaks have nerve endings. They're in fact the, 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 um, the chicken's primary organ for, for interacting with the world, you know. Um, pigs have their their tails cut off, so they don't they're not chewing them off in their anger and their their madness, you know, um, amidst the condi conditions they're kept in, you know. And again, that's without anesthesia. Um, how how can you do this? How can you continue to do this? Um, how, how can you continue to put it out of your mind? That's the question. Because that's what you all do, right? You, um, you, you refuse to think about it, you know? But no, when, when, you know, when, when somebody finally confronts you, there, there's some of us out there that, you know, 
have been working on behalf of animal rights for decades. And we, we, we've, we've taken cameras, video cameras into these factory farms and we've showed you close up um, some, some of what goes on there. You know, I haven't done this myself, but there's so many videos on, on YouTube um, where people have done this and, and show you the conditions. And, and so you know, I mean, there, there have been documentaries about this. And um, what, is, what is the rationalization? You know, what do you tell yourselves? Um, everybody's doing it? You know, it's fine, you know, because like, well, you know, because I mean, my family's doing it, you know, my neighbors are doing it, my friends, you know, my coworkers, everybody I know is, is, is doing this. So, so we can't, you know, so it's gotta be all right. I mean, isn't that, isn't that kind of like a similar argument to what must've been used in slavery? You know, people born into, not perhaps as slaves, but you know, as free people born into a country that has slaves, you know, let's say this is the 16, 1700s before there was an, an abolition movement. And, you know, and with some kind of like mindlessness, people just say, well, this is the way the world is. And, you know, and, 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 and if it was wrong, if slavery was wrong, our politicians would tell us and, and yeah, our, our respected uh, civic leaders would tell us. I mean, we can, you know, before mass media, you know, 100, 200 years ago, before science as it has evolved today, that, you know, we can do so much and understand so much. Yeah, there may have been, you know, substantive reasons for, um, for going along with something like this. I mean, you know, by my estimation, no, you know, by my estimation, they, they, they've known for, for hundreds, you know, several thousand years at least that these animals feel pleasure and feel pain. But, uh, but I guess since most people or a lot of people aren't farmers today, you know, they, um, the only meat they see is in supermarkets. They don't see the process of either growing the meat or slaughtering it. So, I mean, I mean, I generally try to um, try to warn you, try to scare you in a way, try to, you know, get you to understand that this pandemic is not a rare event. That um, there there were there were at least three brand new viruses, novel viruses, um, in the two thousands, and and about eight or 10 different, you know, epidemics, pandemics in the 2000s throughout the world. Some of them in Africa, some of them originated in China, one in Mexico. Um, you know, I, I try to warn you that, that every epidemiologist will tell you it's not a matter of if, but when. The next one's going to happen, and 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 you know, and I'll explain to you how our our our, our airline flights, you know, our four billion flights a year with each flight 
what carrying generally I'm, I'm imagining more than 50 people perhaps perhaps 100 per um per airliner just traversing the world so like you know um an outbreak happens any part of the world and, and all of a sudden in 24 hours it's everywhere in the world and that that could not have happened 150 years ago 100 years ago so um and there's you know i try to warn you about you know it's not just these viruses it's antibiotic resistance you know we use eight here in the united states 80 percent of our antibiotics are used in these factory farms because they're so lacking in sterility they're, they're so so dirty so so um unsanitary that we have to like keep these animals under a lot of antibiotics so the 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 the, the horrible conditions they live in don't get them sicker it's not that they don't get sick now you know they, they get sick a lot um but but again, you know, with antibiotic resistance, what happens is like we rely on antibiotics for um, for operations for you know when we occasionally get bacterial infections, and sometimes when we get viral infections. Because what happens is when we get flus, for example, it will shut down um, our digestive system and then create a breeding through the, the, the virus, create um, a, a danger of bacterial infection in our lungs. Um, so anyway, um, you know, our, our antibiotics are getting less and less effective. Um, but the, the theme of this episode is, is that I don't think I should have to um, scare you like this. I mean, I, I think it's good. I think, you know, the, the more you know this, the more you understand that, you know, we're the Congressional Budget Office predicted that this, this coronavirus is going to cost the United States about $8 trillion. And, 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 and um, if you understand that, you know, these pandemics are becoming more and more prevalent, you know, who, 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 is a, who as a business person, as, as, a, as a store owner, a retailer, you know, who, who is in business for themselves in a business that, that requires, you know, contact with people and all and, and, and gets shut down in cases like this? Who doesn't understand the, the, the absolute necessity to, to do whatever we can to prevent these pandemics? And naturally, what I've been suggesting is, um, one half of 1% of that $8 trillion that we're going to be spending on, on this to create a world free of pandemics, you know, as free as possible, you know, and I would, I would bet, you know, because basically it involves our stopping the farming of animals, not just on factory farms, but in regular farms, transitioning as this series is about to clean meat, cultured meat, lab-grown meat. It has different names, but it's a new industry called cellular agriculture that began in 2013. There are about 40, 50 startups now racing to, uh, to bring these products. You know, they can now grow these chicken, duck, um, beef, pork, seafood, lobster. They can grow these, these food products in labs now. You know, they've demonstrated that across various products. They need to now scale up. 
And, you know, at the level that they're progressing with $1.5 billion being invested in the field so far, it'll probably take them 10, 15 years to have these products in supermarkets in substantial numbers that are that will protect us. So, you know, this is about, again, uh, let's, as soon as Biden gets in, in in January, let's spend that money. Let's not, you know, um, inject $50 billion to attract the brightest minds in biology, you know, to attract a lot of young people, a lot more resources. You know, you have have to build these, um, and a lot more investment, because you know, if the if the government, if our government invests fifty billion dollars in this industry, the livestock industry is worth about one point three trillion dollars. That's three times the amount of the cell phone industry, you know, worldwide. And um, and so yeah, if if this government throws fifty billion dollars added, which is again one half of one percent of what we'll be paying for this one. You can bet that people are going to see the, the writing on the wall for factory farming and the farming of animals. They're going to transition their money from investing in Cargill and Tyson, those companies that, that perpetuate the system, to investing in uh, these new startups and in this new industry, uh, creating new companies. Uh, and, and certainly, you know, if Tyson, Cargill, if they want to join this, by all means. But, but the, the amount that they've invested so far it's kind of like my, you know, on my income, which isn't all that much, investing a dime or, or a quarter, you know, they really need to step out up and to, up to the plate to uh, to really um, be sincerely behind this, rather than just to be opportunistic. You know, they, they want to remain on top, so whatever. Um, so again, let's, you know. And the reason I'm, I'm dealing with the morality again is because I'm suspecting that um, that you need to be confronted with this, that, that this message of, oh yeah, we're gonna create such a wonderful world that when you, we stop doing this, when you stop you know, paying people to, to abuse and torture animals, I'm, I'm, I'm wondering whether that works. I, you know, the problem with our world today is nobody confronts anyone. I mean, we'll, we'll confront, you know, no, we'll confront people for certain things. We'll confront our politicians. You know, uh, we've been confronting the, the police for brutality. We've been confronting the, the Me Too movement when, when men, kind of uh, mostly men, um, basically sexually discriminate or sexually abuse women. You know, it's not like, you know, we're completely amoral. But my God, I mean, like global poverty, you know, climate change, especially this, especially this, because this, this, this involves so much blatant evil, blatant abuse and torture, you know, that, 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 that our clerics don't talk to their congregations about this, that teachers don't teach kids this, that politicians don't talk about this, that the media, rarely covers this. That, that tells you a lot about the kind of society we are here in the United States, as well as the kind of world we live in. You know, we're living in, in, a, um, in a delusion that, that we are good people. You know, fine, we do a lot of good. You know, a lot of you, you know, raised families, you know, work hard, sometimes two jobs. It's not, you know, 
It's not that you don't do a lot of good. Fine, yeah. And, 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 and you know, we, we, we've done a lot of good collectively. But, you know, you know, imagine, you know, somebody who's an upstanding member of a community and they're, they're you know, they're doing it all the time, but then, you know, they're working, let's say, for a large company and they extort you know, a large amount of money or they, um, they um, sexually abuse a woman or kill someone or, you know, do something real horrible. Then all of a sudden, you know, that becomes important. You know, their, their, their goodness in, in, in the past is, you know, kind of one, both, um, doubted, you know, become skeptical. And, you know, regardless of that, they, you know, people think, well, you know, this person was good and it turned, and the person turned bad. Well, this seems to be happening to us as a country, as a world. Yes, we, well, we, we've done good before. We ended slavery. We, we've vastly improved human rights. You know, we, um, we have a ways to go, you know, and, and we know this. We, we understand this. And we're trying to, to you know, end police brutality right now. You know, Black Lives Matter movement uh, and all. But, um, but come on, I mean, like, again, I, I, I have to do a lot, many more episodes on this, like this, to delve into the morality. How, you know, to, to, to understand, you know, how is it that, that you as a moral person, you know, who probably has a, a cat or a dog, and, and certainly understands that, that these, these animals suffer and, 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 you know, feel joy also. How do you participate in this? What do you tell yourself? You know, how, how do you, how do you deny this? You know, and uh, that's, you know, that's perhaps um, something that, you know, because you know, I've, I've been dealing with the science, you know, vaccines are gonna take 15 years probably, you know, before we have universal vaccines. This industry, if it's left with the $1.5 billion um, funding scale now, will probably take 10 years or longer to uh, bring products to market. You know, I, I go through the science, I go through the, uh, the practical realities of this, but you know, it's like with climate change, you, know, you, you need to, to address the morality of this, you know, because the, the practicalities are just like, um, they're evading your appreciation. They're just, you're not understanding the, the risk that we were putting our children, our great, you know, our grandchildren, great grandchildren, and ourselves in, you know. Um, and so, all right, we have about a minute left. Um, I've got some good news today. Um, as of today, this, this podcast is being distributed through Spotify and sometime soon over the next week or two or three it's going to be distributed through many other podcast um, vehicles um, so that's good get more of an audience and, and ideally it'd be great if, if many more people um, do shows like this so all right so uh, that's all we have time for watch us um, watch this Monday through Friday on White Plains Community Media Channel 76 if you get Optimum 45 you get Verizon the episodes are on YouTube. And again, if you have, you know, Spotify, Stitcher, you know, the bunch of like podcast platforms that, that now cover this, this series. And then I, I uploaded all 30 previous episodes. So they're all there. Um, think about this. Think about God. Think about morality. Think about reward and punishment, judgment, 
and, 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 and confront this, you know, because we need to do this. Okay, thanks for watching. I'll see you tomorrow.